Podcast with your host, Ian Ferguson and Ricky Ventures. It's time for the STEM Dialogue, the podcast that exposes students to the world of science, technology, engineering, and math in a new light. Hey, what's going on, world? We are back with you again for another week of the STEM Dialogue. You are here today with your host, Ricky Venters. What's going on, guys? What is going on? I know uh, we had missed you guys last week, and that was for a good cause, man. I was on vacation. Listen, it had been three years since I have taken off any time, and I say, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I, I didn't do any work. Um, I didn't bring any work home. I didn't check any emails. Uh, I didn't do any uh, work on my uh, own businesses at home. It was just strictly vacation, relax, go to the beach, go out with the kids, have a great time, and I feel amazing, man. And it goes back to a podcast we had a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about um, clearing out your storage, right? And, you know, I, I was saying that in, in advance, saying, hey, you know, you know, we need to, you know, on your computers, you know, every computers start running slow because of a lot of old files and things of that nature. Your hard drive space starts filling up. You know, it's just, you know, all these different things. And I've related that to our lives and our minds. Is that when, when we are consumed with so much, you know, with so many things going on through our minds, um, our mind, it starts losing efficiency. And by me just stepping away um, social media, all this stuff, man, but stepping away and just being free, relaxing, enjoying my family, enjoying the sun, enjoying some fun, man, my mind has like come back full force. Um, I'm, I'm able to think a lot clearer. Um, I'm a lot sharper and I am excited about what's to come for the rest of this year. So yeah, we, we have a special guest tonight. And, but before I, I bring him on, I wanted to share something with you guys. And what I wanted to share, I want to share one thing that I do with my boys. Uh, not uh, once a week. We uh, we sit down and we do we we watch uh, American Ninja Warrior. And my son, actually one of my sons, and my middle son Levi, he asked me, he said, "Daddy, man, why, why don't you just go up there and be a Ninja Warrior?" I'm like, "I said, all right, son. It's a little bit more than me just saying I just want to go be a Ninja Warrior. You know, it's gonna be a lot of training." I said, it's not, out of the, it's not out of the question, but you know, I, I really gotta work hard to get to that point. And, but what I wanted to bring out in this is that one of the uh, competitors that are moving on to the finals, his name is Charlie Andrews. I know Charlie will probably never listen to this podcast, but I want to, I want to shout him out. And the reason why I want to shout him out is because Char Charlie Andrew is a student at M. I T. Now listen here. When you think of a, a, a STEM student, you don't really think of a person that is going to be uh, highly effective in sports, uh, uh, do perform very well in sports. We, usually, we're in the classroom. We're usually, the geeks. We're usually doing our work. We're doing science experiments. Uh, and like I said on this show, we want to change the narrative of a STEM uh, person, a STEM student. And Charlie Andrews did just that. He is going on to the finals that is going to be held, I believe, in Nevada. And he is he rep representing all the STEM people out there that are 
in sports, all the STEM people out there that love to have some fun uh, outside of books. He's representing all the STEM people that they looked at us and said, oh, we're the geeks, man. Nah, man, this guy is taking it all the way to the final. So we just want to congratulate uh, Charlie Andrews and wish him the best. I believe his friend, uh, one of his best friends made it as well. And uh, we just wish them both the best and uh, represent the STEM community well, man. Represent the STEM community well. So, like I said tonight, we have a special guest. Uh, our special guest tonight is Aaron Shepard. Aaron, you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, Aaron, what's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing phenomenal. Hey, Aaron, tell the world a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is Aaron Shepard. I'm an electrical engineering student at Clemson University. Um, my special interest is robotics, and I work on some really cool projects. I'm actually do I'm designing a robot right now that is funded by NASA to help grab satellites and space junk uh, and put it out of orbit, and it is such a cool thing. Um, wow. My professional goals are to become a roboticist and work on the teams that develop the technology that we use to explore the universe, such as the such as the Curiosity rover, um, the Juno, the Juno um, orbiter, and even Cassini. But if you were to ask me what my really big dream is, um, I'm gonna be honest; it's truly out of this world. I have always wanted to be an astronaut ever oh, wow. since I was a little boy. <laughs> and I just don't want to be a regular astronaut. Mm. Um, one thing that I've noticed is that since the 60s, so when we landed on the moon back in 69, there have only been 12 people in the history of humanity that can say, oh yes, I've set foot on another world. Wow. And of all 12 of those people, none of them were African-American. Wow. And so, my dream is to become the first African-American to set foot on another world, whether it be the moon or Mars or, I don't know, um, <laughs> we can't go this far yet, but even Pluto or an asteroid or a comet. Um, yeah. No African-American has done that, and I want to be the first. Wow. No, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. You said that you're uh, into robotics. I got, I got a couple things for you, but the first thing is, I saw on your your Facebook page you have a uh, or you posted on Instagram um, soul and space uh, robots. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, man. I see you control it with a, what is that an Xbox uh, controller or something uh, like? Yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I just finished that, so that's actually um, we're going to test that next weekend, and I needed a way to control it wirelessly, oh, and so wow. I thought, well, why not? Um, I yeah, it took me about a week to figure out how to code everything, but yeah. I got it working and I was so happy. And usually when I'm in lab by myself, I've got the music up. I, you know, I'm a big old school fan, big <laughs> soul, R&B, all that. So definitely. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, so how does it, how does it work? Tell me, tell, tell me how the, the, the device works here. Okay. So what happens is um, I have a little transmitter that goes into my USB port. And then I plug in the controller to the other USB port and I wrote a program that can read the input of the controller and send it out to the transmitter. Mm. Then there's a receiver that's on the robot and the receiver will get the code from the transmitter and then 
it will take it and decode it and translate it into motion. Ah, wow. Wow. And I see it moving here. No, that this is awesome, man. This is some <laughs> this is some good stuff. <laughs> some really good stuff. So I'm I'm gonna back up now. I, I, that just caught my attention. So you uh, so you're you're in electrical engineering now. You're studying electrical engineering. Mm -hmm. What what gave you that like you say you always wanted to be an astronaut, but Really, what made you say, hey, I want to go into electrical engineering, you know, I want to be an astronaut, you know, were you looking up in the stars one day? Because when you were younger, I know you didn't think about how many people went up to the moon. I mean, that wasn't, it, you may have, but it, it may have been more than the first thing on your mind. Uh, but what kind of gave you that drive? What, what kind of things, events happened in your life to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go the engineering route and this is what I really want to aspire to be. Um, it it's a lot, a lot of different things. The first one would be, I actually originally wasn't on the engineering route. My mm. bachelor's degree is in biochemistry. Uh. Um, I've always had an interest in space, um, but as I got older, right around the time that I started college, then it was during the big recession and mm -hmm. the things that I would hear like, oh, well, space isn't a good area or there won't even be a NASA in three years because at the time they were cutting a lot of funding to all the government programs. And so I was I got lost for about a good five, six year period of my life. And mm -hmm. I went through, um, got my bachelor's degree and I was like, OK, well, I'll just go into medicine or something. It'll be cool. but. As I was going down that path, I just did not feel satisfied. Like there was a part of me that fundamentally was not happy. Mm. And so one day I just sat down and I thought about all the things that I love to do. I, you know, space was, has always been a big interest in mine, but I, I was that kid who loved to take things apart and put them back together again. I loved to learn about computers and electronics. Um, and even, even in during my biochemistry days, I spent a lot of time just d dabbling in programming. And so the big side, the big telltale sign of a kid who is going to be an engineering is they love to take things apart and put them back together again. And so when I spent about when I spent about five hours trying to fix my own computer, that's when I was like, you know what? I think I need to go into engineering. So I decided to enroll in Clemson University because I was in the Greenville area, which is about an hour away from Clemson at the time. Mm -hmm. And as far as engineering programs go, Clemson is one of the best that you'll see in the southeastern region, if not the entire country. Um, our engineering program is phenomenal, top-notch. We send people off everywhere. So it, it just made sense to do it. Yeah. Um, after I decided that I wanted to go into engineering, I couldn't necessarily figure out which branch. And I knew that I liked I liked a mix of everything. So I liked the hardware, I liked the software, I liked communication and I figured that electrical engineering would give me that nice balance of hardware and software experience. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, I knew that I had this affinity for intelligent systems and robotics. And that tended to that tends to be more on the electrical engineering side at Clemson. So that helped me decide, okay, this is what I'm gonna study. Um, this is what I'm gonna focus in. And this is the kind of work that I wanna get involved in. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so you 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 get to Clemson, you you start the electrical engineering program. 
you know, coming from the, uh, um, what do you say, bio, what was it, bio? Um, biochemistry. Biochemistry, yeah. <laughs> biochemistry, right? So you coming from the biochemistry, going to electrical engineering program, what, what what was the shift, man? What was that difference? Like, you know, I know you may, you may have been excited about the electrical engineering, but coming from a biochemistry background and jumping to an engineering background, were there any difficulties? Were there any like, oh, wow, this is a little bit different than what, I, what I'm used to? Or did you just catch it real quick? catch it right, right away and start running with it. Uh, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely differences. Um, it's so funny because when I did, when I focused on biological sciences, I used to complain about, Oh, we just memorize everything. I really like to problem solve, blah, blah, blah. Then when I got to engineering, I was like, Oh man, like I really have to, <laughs> they, you really have to know how to problem solve. Like <laughs> I, I have to learn how to manipulate equations in ways that you, I couldn't even think they could be manipulated. And that's a lesson that I'm constantly learning every day. And ma matter of fact, it came up on an assignment that I was doing today where it was like, oh, I have to do that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember them days in school. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's different. And, I, and I, I try, you can't really explain that to people. They have to experience it, you know, because you could say it all you want. Oh, we're all in school. All day. It's just, it's just a little bit different, you know. It, it pulls a little bit more um, more out of you, a different aspect that a lot of us aren't used to doing anymore, especially on that that high level of critical problem solving and thinking um, because a lot of our problems are solved for us a lot of time. We're just taking the different solutions and applying them to different, to different things versus an engineer is getting to that. How do you take that, how do you get that solution? Before someone else takes it and now uses it and applies it, you know, it's a little, it's a little different, a little different. But so, so, w what year are you in in the program? Since I know you say you already got your bachelor um, in uh, biochemistry, so how many more years do you have to do in the electrical engineering? Um, I probably have about two and a half to three years left for my master's. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Good stuff. And, and do you think you're going to study beyond the master's, or are you going to uh, hang it up at that point? Um, that is, that is a decision that I'm going to make later on down the road, <laughs> closer to the masters. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I really like what I do, but I also, I have a wife at home and we, I, we want to start living like Life. real adults. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, trust me, I get it, man. I, I, I get it. You know, your, your story is very similar to my brother. He, uh, went, he got his, um, molecular biology. Uh, bachelor's was going to go off to med school, decided, hey, no, nah, he that wasn't the route he wanted to go. He went back to school for mechanical engineering. And, you know, he had to do that for a few, year, a few years because, you know, take a lot of classes that he didn't take going after the biology. And, you know, then he got his bachelor's in that. Then he went and got his master's in it. And now he's still in his PhD. And it has been like, it's been years that he's been in school. And it's like, he's finally starting to get to that point. He's like, all right, I, 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 it's time for me to, it's time for me to get out. You know, time for me, time for me to do something else. So I, I definitely get what you're saying, man. It's a long journey, but it's going to be a rewarding journey. You know, it, when when you get done on the other side of it, and I and I like I saw that that um, that video, which I really wanted to highlight, is like you're already immersing yourself into the technology. You're immersing yourself into all right, creating these things and applying the skills that you're learning. Uh, in schools to make things that are tangible, which is a lot of people don't get that chance uh, to do. So you're already practicing it. So man, that's 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 really good. That's really good. That's really good. So so 
what would you say, um, what, what kind of, like, you, you mentioned that you're married, you know, you're back, you're back in school, and I know it's, it's taxing being in school, and then being married, being married myself, I know it all comes with another whole <laughs> set of responsibility. <laughs> yeah. how, how do you manage your time with everything, man? You know, how, how, do, you, how do you work through all that? Um, well, it, first of all, it's perspective. Um, at the end of the day, what I do, I'm doing all this with hopes to become an astronaut, right? Well, when you look at the real astronauts and what they do, they are scheduled down to the minute and their schedules are hectic. And so part of it, the, the first step is just embracing the hectic schedule that I have. Um, the second step is organizing it. So I have a very full Google calendar. It shows me everything that I need to do for the next six months. And as soon as I know an event is coming, I add it to the calendar and I tell it to ping me 30 minutes to an hour before. Mm -hmm. And every day I wake up and I check my calendar and I know where I'm supposed to, I have an idea of where I'm supposed to go. And as my day progresses, I'm constantly looking at that calendar because it, I realized that given, given my situation with school, with work, with research, with personal matters, with doing outreach, um, it all adds up really quick. And yeah. so just staying, making sure that I have a way to stay accountable to my time, um, that is probably the most crucial thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that, man. I hear that. So tell me, you, you mentioned outreach. Tell us some of the outreach that you, that you do, you take part of. Um, so I, at the university, I'm a part of an organization called Peer and Wise, which they're goal is to help get students from underrepresented backgrounds into STEM and help get them through STEM degrees. So I do outreach on the on the college level where I'm talking to incoming freshman students. I do outreach on the high school level where I'll, I'll host workshops for them, um, where I'll have them build and program robots and apply some of the critical thinking skills that I actually have to apply in lab or in class. Um, I've began to get really connected on social media with some good people, um, Nehemiah and STEM Media, Absolutely. Jake and the 1% Engineer Society, mm -hmm. um, Humans of STEM. I'm starting to get connected with the Mars Generation, which is a big nonprofit focused on getting more kids interested in space. So I, it, a lot, I, the outreach is, it's definitely, it's definitely fun. It's exciting. It's a new venture of STEM. It's something that I've always been passionate about. Um, do you, do you mind if I tell a quick story? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this summer, I was part of a group with my lab that went down to Johnson Space Center. Um, we actually got to test out one of the robots that a PhD student in the lab had built on the official International Space Station mock-up. So I was in a place where I couldn't take pictures or, you know, you had to get badges Tom and, and get um, scanned and in and all that. It was really Tom cool. While we were there, we were at this robotics conference. Um, it was sponsored by the National Robotics Initiative. And it basically, there were a whole bunch of schools there, us, MIT, Purdue, um, Georgia Tech. And the, the main topic of the conference was space robots. So the different robots that we are developing to help further our cause in outer space. So I'm at this conference and 
I look around the room and I notice something. Of all 30 people that were in the room, maybe maybe two or three of them were female. And the only African-American in the room was me. Mm. And I think the janitor walked in for about five minutes to take out the trash. She was African-American too. But other than that, that was it. Mm. And so that experience really reinforced like why I want to why I want to get out there more and really advocate for students who are underrepresented in STEM, really help them get interested, help give them the tools, help give them the the motivation. Um, we all know that STEM is hard. If you do it, you're gonna be up till 3 a.m. doing differential equations. It just comes with the territory. But from my perspective, if I can show you like, hey, I do all this cool stuff, you know, it makes it fun. Hopefully that can motivate other students to get into STEM too, who otherwise wouldn't have the desire to do so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that's, man, my heart, my heart like dropped, man, when I heard that story. I, I knew where, I knew exactly, even I, and I knew exactly where you were going. Um, I, that's, that's the reality I, I see all the time. And you know, when I ask you this question, guys, I say it a lot on, on this podcast, but what do you what do you think is one reason why um, Africans-Americans are so unrepresented, underrepresented in the STEM industry? Honestly, I think it's just pure exposure and nothing else. Mm -hmm. um, it's not intelligence. Um, mm -hmm. It's not it's not, you know, having a desire for better, it's just pure exposure. Um, mm -hmm. When you think about what do we as African-Americans see when we think of successful African-Americans or black people, whatever, and whatever you, whatever um, nomenclature you wanna use. Yeah. Um, it's usually, we're really prominent in entertainment and sports and that's it. I mean, occasionally, like you might hear about a scientist here and there, but you know, every kid who grows up wants to be a basketball player or a singer or a rapper, but you don't hear too many kids saying like, hey, I want to be a scientist mm -hmm. or an engineer or an astronaut or um, a mathematician. But when those kids do say that they're kind of ostracized and you get this negative reinforcement. I know that's something that I kind of remember experiencing growing up as a kid where I was like, Hey, you know, I'm really into science and computers. And I, I felt ashamed to say that a lot because that people made fun of me for that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's just pure exposure. And the only way to fix that problem is to change the image of what, an engineer looks like, what a scientist looks like, and what an African-American engineer or scientist looks like. And the only way you can do that is to have those of us who are active in these fields present ourselves to the community. Yeah, 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 absolutely right, man. Um, and, that, and that's what gave me my, my passion and that's what gave me my drive and just realizing that exposure is the key. Exposure is the key, man, because and when I say exposure to key, I was, some people say, oh, it was intelligence, you know, but the things that 
uh, you, you see these students, you know, a lot of African-American students, the, the, the statistic that they could repeat to you off of sports and the analogies that they can make and the calculator, the prediction, I'm like, yo, that's all statistics. Like, like that's, that's math. Like, what do you get? But it hasn't been exposed to you. It made it re relatable to your everyday practical life. And the more and more, like you said, it, like the key is the more and more that us professionals that are in the industry show our face and say, hey guys, uh, I'm here, I, I, I made it, um, I'm a living testimony that you can do it. Uh, no, it's not easy, but it doesn't have to, nothing is easy. To be an, uh, uh, an, an elite athlete is not easy. You know, to be uh, an uh, elite entertainer is not easy. You know, nothing is easy. And if you put the same amount of effort into one of those areas as you did into STEM, you will see success, success from it. And I, it is really drives me to want to glorify uh, the STEM industry more uh, and from our standpoint so that it can become more attractive to them. Because I, I went and I, I spoke to a group of students a few, uh, a month ago and I said, hey, do you know the top 25 paying jobs in America? Do, do you know what they are? And I showed them, they said, no, I showed them the list of them and 75% or 72% of those jobs were STEM related. I'm like, guys, like STEM <laughs> is take, taking over the world and you want to know how you're going to support your family, how you're going to live a great life. Like if 72% of the jobs are STEM related, that should, that should show you something. Like it's, 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 it, it is the way the world is going. And not only is the way the world is going, but you are capable of doing it as well. Don't isolate yourself um, from being a part of having a successful life and going after dreams that are only um, uh, dreams that are developed based off what you're exposed to. And I, I, I hate the excuse to say, oh, but that's what I want to do. That's my passion. No, that's what you've been exposed to. Therefore, that you're relating that now to your passion. No, but if I have exposed you to something that's a little bit different, uh, something that you also can do very well in, guarantee you, you saw more people that look like you that were doing it, guarantee you, you can develop a passion in it. So that's our responsibility now as professionals going back and saying, hey guys, we're here. You know, it, 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 you can do this. Look at the impact that you can make on the world. Look at the impact you can make on your family. Um, and look the, at the joy that you can have and being a part of a community like this. You know, with me personally, like I, I, so, you know, I, engineer i love scales and ratios and all that like it's it's what we do um and on the spectrum of engineering i mean you've you've seen like the dilbert cartoons where it's just like you know that that nerdy guy and the pocket protector and it's pretty mundane and boring that's one side and then you've seen iron man which tony stark electrical engineer um that's i mean that's a little fictitious and unrealistic but my goal is to show like, hey, you know, engineering, like, yeah, you're going to have a lot of moments that are just like the Dilbert, but you get some really cool Tony Stark moments. Like when you understand, you, you know, you might not understand or you might, you might have to do like a boring programming assignment, but then you can use those concepts to program your own hands-free gesture yeah. interface because you learned yeah. it in class. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. It's a, um, well, Aaron, man, we we so happy to have you on our show today. And I know this won't be the last time that we are talking with each other. And I, I like I said, I wish you the best. Um, do you have any like last words that you would like to say to any student that's out there? Just word of encouragement? 
I, yes, you know, no dream is too big um, and shoot as high as you can possibly shoot. If you shoot for the stars, you will literally land on the moon if you miss. So definitely go for <laughs> perfect, it. Perfect, perfect. You guys heard it. Shoot for the stars. If you don't hit the stars, you will hit the moon. So guys, take that, take that word, apply it, be encouraged. Uh, as you got everyone is starting school, if they've already started a couple weeks in or getting ready to start, I uh, wish everyone the, the, the best uh, this semester. And we'll talk to you guys again next week on the STEM Dialogue. All right, thanks a lot, Aaron. Everyone, have a good one. You've been listening to the STEM Dialogue. For more information and inspiration, check out rickyventures.com. The STEM Dialogue will return the same time next week. This has been brought to you by Ricky Ventures Enterprise.